Good morning, I'm Frank Powers, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community, and they are here to give you updates on future projects. Let's make some new friends today. Tucson is a college town for sure, and there are students coming and going all the time in the part of town where I live. They barely know how to cross the street. Just because you're finally out on your own doesn't mean you have all the answers, especially when it comes to student issues, politics, and lobbying legislators. These kids just learn how to do their own laundry. Lucky for students, they have the Arizona Students Association to look out for them. The ASA is a 501c4 nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to advocating for students' rights in the state legislature, developing student leaders on university campuses, and mobilizing students to take action against legislation targeted against students' best interests. They are headed toward the Youth Empowerment Summit in a few days, where they have a unique opportunity for students to learn how to exercise their power and directly impact their communities on issues they care about. Today, I'm fortunate enough to speak with Miranda Lopez, Southern Arizona Regional Director for the Arizona Students Association. Miranda, welcome to Lifestyle Tucson. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We've been trying to get you on here for a little while because you were doing a Youth Empowerment Caucus a while ago. I promoted it on one of the shows. It's a good time. How did that go? It was really great. We had um, about 50 students who ultimately turned out and learned more about how to register to vote. Uh, they learned a lot about the issues from different nonprofits who partnered with us for that event. Um, and overall, it was just it was a really great, really great event. And that was right here local that we did it in Tucson, correct? Yes, that was at the University of Arizona. Heck yeah. So we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about with you, other stuff you're doing throughout the year and a lot of fun things. But let's just talk about the organization in general. Before we get to the big event in Phoenix, let's begin by giving us a little 101 on what the ASA is all about. I would love to do that. So the Arizona Students Association was first formed back in 1974 by the three student body presidents at the time. And it was formed because the Arizona Board of Regents, which is the agency that governs all three public universities, did not at the time have any student representatives who had any say in the choices they were making. And the Arizona Board of Regents, they make really big decisions. They set tuition rates, they set policies, they basically govern all the universities, and students had no say in any of these issues. And so after the Arizona Students Association was formed, if we fast forward 20, 25 years, eventually we had advocated for two student regent seats. One of them is a voting seat and one of them is a non-voting seat. It's kind of like you as a student, if you become the non-voting student regent, then the next year you become the voting student because you've kind of learned from sitting in on meetings. And so today we have the two student regents as a result of our efforts, but we have also been involved in a lot of other issues over the, the last few decades. So for instance, it used to be a lot more difficult to get transfer credits put directly from community college to a public university yep. or even from public university to public university. And so Arizona Students Association was part of that campaign for a common numbering, numbering system. And we also helped advocate for Prop 308 that was passed by the citizens of Arizona in the last election cycle. And that allows undocumented students or uh, recipients of DACA to be 
considered Arizona residents and to receive in-state tuition instead of being considered out of state. We've been in, also involved in a lot of issues when it comes to students' voting rights. Almost every session, there is some sort of bill that is proposed by the state legislature to try to limit where students can register to vote. For instance, back in, I believe it was 2015, there was a bill that was proposed that would have made it basically impossible for students to register to vote at their dorms. And uh, that's not really... <laughs> democracy no so no it's was, not is it so that was something we we lobbied against very heavily we actually brought a bunch of students from all over the state to be at the capitol to rally in person at the capitol against this measure and luckily it did not pass but we are involved in a lot more than just tuition rates uh issues even though those are definitely the most important to us we're involved in all kinds of issues that we know affect students directly for instance, we are involved very much with any sort of climate activism, climate coalitions all over the state. We are involved with reproductive rights organizations. We're also involved a lot with LGBTQ plus folks and those organizations because there is a lot of there is a lot going on right now at the Arizona State Legislature to try to limit the rights of of queer students whether they're in high school or in or in college yeah i'll say the word it's called hate there's a lot of hate <laughs> yes towards yes. some of these groups obviously yes, yes uh and i'll tell you just that answer is great because it shows you that like it's a good thing that this organization started all those years ago because you need a seat at the table and for students to not have that listening to a bunch of you know stuffy people that probably have some money in their pockets due to certain things that go their way. That's why they're trying to hold on to all that. What's it called? Power. Mm -hmm. Yes. You empowering these students by getting them not just a seat, but two seats. One is a voting seat. One is an experience seat that you graduate into the level of then voting. You're giving two excellent opportunities to people to grow, learn how this all works, get real world experience, mm -hmm. which is incredible and really get a peek into how the legislation works. So talk about that. How do we fight a legislator? <laughs> I mean, it's not just with our dukes. Yeah. <laughs> it's debates, right? It Yes. So we have different strategies depending on the types of bills that we know may or may not make it through committee. If a bill doesn't make it through committee, then it's dead on arrival. But if it does make it through committee, and it's something that we definitely don't think is in students' best interests, we have to rally and try to either get more students to meet in person with legislators. Maybe we could have some sort of rally or protest or some sort of movement that would urge them to make a different decision. And worst comes to worst, right now the governor is currently more in favor of helping students in terms of making sure that um, there's less financial burden, uh, that they are not facing any threats to their rights. So we do happen to be in a fortunate situation right now where if something were to go through committee and go through the process, it would probably be vetoed by the governor. So we do have that as, as a safeguard for right now. Yeah, for right now. But it's yeah. an election year and things change <laughs> quite a bit. Yes. And the hardest part about growing up is really like, navigating school because you're not just learning school you're not learning history you're not learning the skill you're trying to 
do for what you want to do forever. You learn how to be a person. Mm -hmm. You know, being a student, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to being a student and a young adult. And I think that that's the thing that really you guys are doing a lot is showing them some real world situations, the hard work that a lot of, I think, people just kind of stop doing once school's over is that you got to keep doing your homework. Mm -hmm. That's what it actually takes to be a really involved citizen here in, in the world is knowing what's going on, not knowing what's on Netflix right. is just, just, you know, organizing and, and getting a group together is the way to do it because mm -hmm. doing it alone, very difficult. And a lot of people think they need to start their own organization to get something done mm -hmm. when in fact they need to go join an organization like yours. That's getting things done. Right. Yes. And giving people a place to go where they feel safe, accepted, you're rallying. That's an important thing. Because, boy, the comments section sure has 10,000 comments, but no one cares. Mm -hmm. Oh, we all signed this uh, this thing on, you know, some website. We're, we're anti-whatever, replacing Batman in a movie. Who knows? Whatever <laughs> they'll put a petition on for at change.org doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You can say whatever you want about change.org. Right. Getting people out in the world, getting people together, marching together, organizing, protesting, going somewhere, that is actually the thing that matters because that's real people in front of your eyes. Yeah. So organizations, the key to success and your organization is doing the organizing of these students to really get them to have one giant voice, mm -hmm. not just a bunch of voices in the dark, like crickets, one giant voice to really get a message across. So that's really exciting. What is going to be the biggest message when we go up to Phoenix on February 23rd through the 25th for the big youth empowerment summit? This is going to be uh, a big event that you're telling me about, and I've got some stuff you're talking Just tell me about it. Yeah, so every year we host our annual Youth Empowerment Summit in Phoenix where all of our students from across the state, because we have regional directors in the north, the south, and central, and our job is to recruit fellows for our semester-long internships uh, as well as other student volunteers, and so this summit is a great opportunity for all of those students to come together in one place in Phoenix and to fight for their issue that they have decided is most important to them. So we have some students who are more focused on some of the bills regarding LGBTQ plus rights. We have other students who are really focused on the climate initiatives or any sort of climate related bills. It really depends on what the students want to focus on. And so almost every student focuses on something slightly differently, but we try to prepare them as much as possible because, again, in the legislature, you, you don't quite know exactly what's going to be on the table when you do go in. Mm -hmm. Some bills pass through committee right away. Other bills take a very long time and maybe it will never pass through committee. But we're going to try to prepare our students as much as possible so that whatever issues are currently relevant in that committee phase those are what the students can focus on when they go and talk to their legislators who will be the legislators of the legislative district that the student is uh, registered to vote in. So that is also a really important key piece that we focus on is making sure that these representatives, let's say if someone is the representative for legislative district 21, that they're speaking mostly to students who are from that legislative district because that makes ha that has a bigger impact. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. That's their home. Getting these kids out there talking about this, it's got to be in a way like very inspiring, but also difficult. It's a challenge. Public speaking, the hardest thing, right? People would rather be dead than talk on a stage <laughs> yes. or even talk to an important person like a legislator or 
something like that. So that's fascinating, but you're really helping them with that skill and really showing them that they can be a figurehead mm-hmm. for their community, for the LGBTQ community. It's like, you know, you should be the one to stand up and say something. If you're upset, no one else is, then stand up, mm-hmm. get up and get out there and be that voice. I've told this to many kids and uh, I teach uh, art to kids and comics and cartooning. And I always tell the young girls that look down at their shoes, that can't make eye contact. I go, look at me, look at me, look at me, make eye contact. Has anyone ever told you you're great at this? And no, and down they look, right? Yeah. I go, let's go. Look at me, look at me. I go, they're rolling out the red carpet for you. You're a young lady. We need more female voices in the comics and cartooning industry. Oh, you're a person of color. We need more of your voice. Your voice. They're waiting for it. And mm-hmm. they don't seem to understand. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to understand that there, there is somewhere. For their voice to be heard. And if they want more opportunities for their voice to be heard for their causes, you're taking them right to the real place to do it. Not just complaining somewhere, taking them to fight legislation, learn about how the actual system works mm-hmm. with bills, props, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Fascinating. Yeah. And intimidating. Yes. <laughs> right. So I assume you take away a lot of the fear, mm-hmm. right, by just helping them understand what this all is. Yeah. And so part of what our fellowship focuses on is over the course of the semester, we give students the tools that they need, or rather help them to build the tools that they need when it comes to public speaking, when it comes to mobilizing, organizing, doing community uh, organizing work. And it, it really helps the students to then have an opportunity to take these skills that they've been learning over the semester and put it into action and to see what exactly that they're capable of. Because I would argue that most students care very deeply about whether it's climate or LGBTQ or immigration or any of these issues that are are really important kind of, I would say, maybe controversial issues today. Students have very powerful uh, opinions about these issues, but they might not always have the chance to do something about it, or they might not be aware of the power of their voice as a student. One of the things that we have heard many, many times from legislators, from from regents on the Arizona Board of Regents, from the Arizona Regents uh, executive team, one thing that we hear over and over is they want to be hearing more from students. They want students to be meeting with them and talking to them about the issues that they have because that's that's more impactful than just having someone write an email or having someone make a telephone call. To have that face-to-face contact has been most most impactful is what we found. Yeah. Have you ever seen it just – you ever see when Fred Rogers talked to – the government. I don't know. Did you ever see when Fred Rogers talked? Oh, yeah. And it was amazing, yeah. right? And yeah. he really did. You watched him move them. Yeah. You watched him move them. There's power in public speaking. Yeah. That's why so many people are afraid of it. Yes. There's power in public speaking. And it's a heck of a skill if you can learn it, master it. And if you're talking to the right people and going mm-hmm. and, and teaching these kids to talk to legislators is mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. To me, you can see I'm like almost hung up on it. It seems like that was out of reach, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. It's not. And, and that to me is wild. As someone that talks with students, obviously we were all rocked last year because it felt like we were slipping back in time and history when Roe versus Wade got overturned. Right. I can't imagine what it's been like for your students and how they've been not just acting, but reacting to that. Mm -hmm. And how much has it empowered them to realize like, oh, 
I really do need to fight for my rights because my rights can get taken away. Mm -hmm. They really can. Yeah. Like, what was it like? We, it, it's, it's always disappointing when something like that happens and you have been doing the work and you have been trying to get out there. But I do think that some of our students, what they did take away from it was this fight isn't over. Right. That's, it's not it's not the end of the the war it's you know just the beginning and i think a lot of our students kind of um became empowered by learning even more about those those initial years before the roe roe v wade decision was even made back mm -hmm. in the 70s yep and and they learned about the history of activism about the history of student activism because the history of civil rights activism, reproductive rights activism, all of this activism that's happened back in the 60s and 70s that we think about as ancient history, that was all students mm -hmm. back in back in the day. And it's it's kind of crazy because it's like you're you're the exact same age, you're in the exact same place that these people were. You can do it too. Yep. It's not it's not some impossible thing that will forever be out of your reach. Sure, today's technology is different and today's circumstances and the and the atmosphere is different, but you are still in the same place and you have that student voice that that made such a difference back in the 60s and 70s. Yep, and it, it is that power of youth and the energy that kids have that we can't, you know, keep forever that they mm -hmm. do have to use when they are young and fired up. Because when you look at those, uh, so I taught history uh, a while ago, and it's fascinating to see how much change there was in the 70s. And uh, Gloria said, I'm talking about after black rights comes women's rights, because it was like even that women's rights were still further back still, and they needed more. And I'm watching documentaries about, well, here's a news report, and there's the, the classic burning bras in the streets. We all think of that, right? Mm -hmm. And then they go and they talk to this woman in her pillbox hat, clutching her pearls, mm -hmm. literally, mm -hmm. on the side of the street. Ma'am, you're a woman. Why aren't you rallying with them? I like my life the way it is. Mm -hmm. It's one of the scariest statements I've ever heard because that is exactly what can cause a lot of diversity in someone that does have the same thing going on. That woman should want more freedom, mm -hmm. but she her life is comfortable enough that she doesn't want to rock her boat. Yeah. And that's crazy that she can look at all of the rest of women and say, it's okay that they're not in a boat mm -hmm. because I just don't want my boat rocked. Yeah. And that is the thing that you do have to fight. Yeah. You have to fight for your rights. And even the other thing I learned back then doing all the research, how much we had to fight for the environment, the environmental rights back then that it was companies like we, what do you mean? You liberal trying to not let us pour our toxic sludge wherever we want. We had to fight so hard for the concept of toxic waste to be disposed of properly. Mm -hmm. Insane yeah. to think about. But yeah. yes, Mr. Burns is a real person. <laughs> like that sort of thing does exist and young voices need to rally up against mm -hmm. corporate monsters. And mm -hmm. some of our government can seem like a corporate monster. It's big. It's gigantic. Mm -hmm. And we need to scream at it because mm -hmm. an, enough villagers can take down a dragon. You <laughs> just can. And, and rallying together and organizing kids, organizing them, organization is the key to success for anything for the rest of your lives, be organized. Mm -hmm. And that's what your organization does so well mm -hmm. is giving them this platform and giving them the pathway to know that they can even do this. 
when I was in college, nothing like this mm -hmm. was even on my radar. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad that we get to talk about it today and hopefully get this message out to as many students as you know in your life, grandparents, uncles, aunts, mm -hmm. parents out there, tell your students, tell your kids, tell your nephews and nieces about this so that they know. Because mm -hmm. everyone's dealing with financial hardship. Everyone's dealing with something that they're fighting up against. And I always tell people this. It comes up in every, in every episode. Mm -hmm. Volunteer. Yes. Volunteer. Go get involved. Go find the people doing the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. because don't make your friends do those things go find this great organization and then in this organization you're going to find like okay i'm really obsessed with the environment i'm, I'm just obsessed with it i'm here in tucson mm -hmm. and it's just that much hotter and that much less rain mm -hmm. this is my focus mm -hmm. when i went to when i went and got my master's degree a teacher asked me one thing i was like what do i even make you know it was art school mm -hmm. again and it was <laughs> what do i even make and he just asked me the simplest question Mm -hmm. And it was, well, what do you love? And I started to think about it in a different way. Like, yeah, I love wrestling and I love Spider-Man, but no, what do I love? I said, I love talking. I love community. I love building things together. I love my favorite things when a ragtag group of kids get together and put on a show. All right. <laughs> and these are the things I love. And it is what kind of started me kind of down a path of really creating with intent. Always thinking about the intent. People get really offended by a bunch of nonsense sometimes. It's like, that wasn't the intent. Look at the actual intent of what someone's saying or what they're creating. And I started really creating with a lot more intent and even ended up creating a version of this show that was podcast. I did for free and I would do it on downtown radio, whatever. And eventually it worked. And now it's a radio show and it's real. It used to be a place for all the artists, makers, movers, and shakers. And now that's what this is, where I have a radio show now talking to 501c3s exclusively mm -hmm. and talking to a bunch of great organizations like yours and it would not, I may not have gotten here if someone didn't just ask me when I was saying, what should I create? What should I make? They're, they responded with a question. Well, what do you love? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. So what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to fight for? What do you want to fight against? What do you want to rally for or rally against up in Phoenix in February? Uh, well, what do you love? Mm -hmm. And then you'll know the answer. You'll know the answer of what you want to fight for. Yeah. So I, on, I, I honestly just do want to thank you for this great organization. I wish I had known about it when I was younger, <laughs> right? But uh, there's a few more, you know, we got a few minutes. So if you had one wish for your organization, what would it be? If, if I had one wish, I wish that we could have the same amount of resources and staff that we did have in 2013 before we were defunded by the state legislature. Oh. Yeah. So Arizona Students Association, the way that we used to be funded was actually by a student uh, fee. Once every semester, any student attending a public university would pay, I believe at first it was a dollar per semester, and then I think it got up to $2 per semester. And that is what funded all of our programming, all of our internships all across the state, staffing. We had dozens of people who were on staff. And in 2013, the state legislature made that form of funding illegal for the Arizona Students Association. And so we kind of went underground for uh, about 10 years. Mm. And it's only in the last couple of years that we've been able to come back with outside grants, national organizations who have taken interest in the things that we do, 
They were able to hire me last year to be here in Tucson for the first time in 10 years. And so my my wish would be to eventually get back to where we were, because as soon as we were gone, that is when student tuition rates started to rise exponentially. And it's also when the state started to fund higher education less and less every year, percentage-wise. So right now, we're only funding students. We're, we're not even close to being back to where we were in terms of funding students back in 2013. And so, um, yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be my wish. <laughs> yeah, that's because something seems fishy there, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a heck of a wish. Let's see what we can do to try to get some information towards you or help this organization out. If you're a listener that knows that you can connect a dot, let's connect that dot. And I'll give you all the contact information, all that stuff in the recap. But where can people find you online? So we have a website, www.azstudents.org. That is students, plural. And we are also on all of the regular social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I guess Twitter X. I'm not sure what we want to call it. Nobody cares about <laughs> Nobody cares. what we call it. All right. Oh, I guess one guy cares what we call it. <laughs> Nobody cares about what that guy thinks. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, if anyone in the Southern Arizona area, it doesn't have to be Tucson. I have uh, interns who are actually in Yuma right now in, in San Luis. And so anywhere in Southern Arizona, if you are a student, whether you're high school University, even community college, we have students who are fellows who are at community college. If you're interested in what we do, you can you can also contact me at Miranda at azstudents.org. That's my email. Oh, there you go. That's amazing. And again, <laughs> don't you want to be a fellow? That's like the best <laughs> title. I yes, love our, it. our fellowships are actually, depending on if you are signed up to attend classes, whether it's community college or university, as long as you're a student, you can be paid for your fellowship throughout oh. the semester. We offer a $600 stipend. So there's also that. There you go. So a lot of opportunities. And just real quick, can people donate to your organization? Yes, they can. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget that. So there's volunteering and you can donate. You can also donate your time if you're not donating money. So volunteer, get involved. But obviously she had a little bit of an ask for looking for more funds for this great organization that used to do a lot of work until they apparently did rock the boat a bit too much, scared <laughs> that government. And man, in the past 10 years, hasn't that entire thing shifted quite a bit? It's crazy. It's yeah. like, I don't understand what happened. <laughs> yeah, I th well, unfortunately, I think we do understand what happened. So uh, let's hope that we can turn some of that around, figure some things out, get you the help that you need so we can get all these students the help that they need. Because today, we made friends with Miranda Lopez, Southern Arizona Regional Director for the Arizona Students Association, working cohesively toward creating a just society in which generations of student leaders understand their power, engage and empower diverse communities, and advocate for student issues. Thank you for joining me today, Miranda. Thank you so much. This was Lifestyle Tucson. Bing, bong, bing. Time for a recap. Powering the youth very important and really a big deal. And now that uh, Arizona Students Association is back from that Youth Empowerment Summit in Phoenix, so you can find out everything that happened this past week at the event by going and checking out everything they're doing online. You can find them on facebook.com slash A-R-I-Z students, or just go check them out on Instagram over at instagram.com slash A-Z students. A lot to learn, a lot to keep informed about, especially for your students and your student, your student rights. Because again, you want to have a seat at the table. 
That's what you want to do. And then you got to work your way up to the head of the table so that people can acknowledge you. That's how you do it. I want to thank our new friends at the Arizona Students Association for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. If you're a nonprofit that would like to be on the show, email lifestyletucson at gmail.com. For more information about this program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Audible, or wherever fine podcasts are being schooled. Follow on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Lifestyle Tucson because I'm your BFF, your best Frank Forever, Frank Powers, Tucson. I love you the most. <laughs>